Welcome to the Olympic Coaching Podcast, where we take topics about health and fitness and all the research that is out there about them, and we make it practical for you so that you can level up your daily life. All right, we're here for another episode of the Olympic Coaching Podcast, and I'm here with my man, Jeff Underhill, one of the strongest dudes I've ever met. And uh, he's actually a client of mine, but also become a good friend. And uh, I just want to learn from him. I feel like I've had experience in a lot of different fields in strength training and athletic training and nutrition. But uh, Jeff has opened my eyes to the world of strongman training. And I have a lot to learn from him. But I just want to sit with him on a Zoom interview, my first one ever. And this is going to be awesome. Uh, But Jeff is a strongman, but also a man of many talents so jeff you want to introduce yourself and just like tell everybody what you're about what do you do yeah absolutely so um yeah i I, uh, my kind of 30 second interview or uh intro is you know mayor of of my community um father husband semi kind of competitive strongman i'm a state record holder in powerlifting uh, and then all around good guy is how I usually finish that, that sentence off. Nice. That's <laughs> awesome. That's crazy that, I mean, you're mayor and I mean, husband, father, but also you managed to fit in strongman, uh, training and competition in there. That's awesome. And a career. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, and you also do some traveling baseball, right? Yep. Do, do a little bit of coaching and uh, football as well. So it, it's year-round for us. That's awesome, man. Staying busy, and I'm sure those workouts are a way to kind of release some stress and just grunt it out sometimes. That, that, that's the beauty of strongman, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just go list some heavy stuff. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I feel like strongman competitions are something that people may have heard of, but they don't really know much about. So uh, especially what is the training like? So what – I wanted to ask you, what is strongman training like? So uh, the reason I got into strongman training, um, I started out doing powerlifting and, you know, your squat, bench and deadlift. And, you know, you do those three and accessories for those. And uh, I don't want to say I got bored, but it it got kind of boring, you know, repeating that cycle over and over again. And so, uh, you know, hey, I want to go lift up that sandbag or that Atlas stone and, it was like, oh, okay, so let's uh, check out Strongman and, and started some of those those different types of lifts and really embraced it and, and uh, jumped in, you know, head first. And now I've uh, worked my way up to, uh, as one guy put it, the top 10, 10% uh, strongest people in America and um, getting invited to some bigger competitions and doing some bigger things now, uh, which all wow. started out of, out of boredom. <laughs> nice. Boredom can be a good thing for some, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, to, to be specific, as far as the training regimen, I still have leg day. I still do squats and bench and deadlift, but uh, it's a lot more variations and, and different, um, getting the different muscles involved. And um, want to say similar to, to a CrossFit workout, um, not the high intensity, but more so um, the functional fitness of it all is, you know, yes, I'm, I'm working on my squats, but I'm working on my squats to improve my, my Atlas stones, how I get that from the ground 
up to my chest or I'm, I'm using it for yoke walk as far as my core stability and, and uh, you know, moving 725 pounds down a 50 meter course and, and that sort of thing. Oh, wow. That's a really good comparison. Like it's uh, you do sort of a foundational lifts in order to help yourself be more functional for the awkward things you have to do in strength competitions. Strong yep. Competitions. yep, exactly. And, and without kind of that, that core fitness and that core base of the squat bench and deadlift, you know, you, I, I wouldn't be able to do a lot of the stuff that I do, such as, you know, truck pulls or farmer's walk and, and, and different variations, which are, you know, similar. I mean, you have to squat the weight off the ground in order to hold it or move it. So, you know, your squat is still important, but it's not the only thing you're doing and, and the, the only focus anymore. Yeah. So like, what's the heaviest Atlas stone you've had to lift in competition? So in competition, I have a 300-pound Atlas stone coming up. Um, I personally, at my home gym, I have a 275-pound Atlas stone and a 300-pound sandbag that I train with. Um, not quite the same. The, the stones are um, solid, so they don't move like the sandbag does. A, a lot of times with the sandbag is I'm trying to get it up to my shoulder. The, the weight will shift, and I'll lose it, whereas with a, a solid stone, it's a uh, a little easier to just grab a hold of and, and throw around. Yeah. Yeah. I can just imagine how lifting an Atlas stone is like, it's way different than like a, just a normal, say like a, a barbell deadlift because you can't keep it close to your body like a barbell and you have to, you have to like compromise a little bit. So if you don't have that foundation of strength, you're going to hurt yourself. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there is some form and technique to it. And, you know, you, you, like you said, you can't do a, a traditional deadlift and keep it close to your body, but you still have to have that knowledge and comprehension to keep it as close as physically possible to your body. And then, you know, once you get it off the ground about six inches, then again, you're, you're squatting into it and it's kind of a semi variation of a front squat. And then you get it up to your chest and then, you know, it, it's, even though you're holding a stone, it's still almost a variation of, I don't want to say a snatch because you're not going overhead, but it's that same explosive movement to, to get it from, you know, the ground to your knees, to your chest, and then up to your shoulder or a platform. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those Olympic lifts, they translate to so many things because that forceful hip explosion applies to so many different athletic movements, including what you have to do. But, but the, the, the funny part about it is, is I'm terrible at Olympic movements <laughs> um, just because of, of mobility issues and needing to, to get my hips and shoulders and, and everything more, more mobile. Yeah. I'm sure that's something that you're trying to work on continuously. Um, that's a privilege being a part of your training team. You got a whole team of coaches behind you, right? I do. I have a strength coach who does most of my programming for me. I have you who uh, um, helps me with my nutrition side of it. And then I also have uh, doc, uh, Dr. Keating who helps helps me with recovery, helps me with stretching and, and uh, some of my core work. Um, never in my wildest dreams would I thought of doing doing planks as a 310-pound guy to as a warm-up for deadlift day, but then realizing how all that kind of ties together has, has really been beneficial and having a, a, a fantastic group of guys around me has, has definitely paid off. Dude, that's awesome. Um, I had one more question about like strongman training. So uh, to be that strong, what do you have to sacrifice or 
maybe choose not to focus on in order to get that strong? Um, as, as we put it in kind of my circle is the, the, the pretty muscles. Um, <laughs> I'm not doing a, a lot of the bicep curls or tricep extensions or anything like that. I'm, uh, you know, just, just really focusing on um, the, the, the big numbers. And, and like I touched on a little bit, my mobility kind of suffers a little bit because of it, um, because I am trying to, you know, squat 500 pounds by my third set rather than work up to it because I have to work higher than that or, you know, deadlift closer to 600 um, on, a, on a regular basis. So, you know, kind of sacrifice some of that mobility. However, in the strongman side of it, you're not just picking it up, you're picking it up and running with it or moving it from point A to point B. So you, you have to maintain some of that, but yeah, sacrificing, you know, in the actual workout is maybe some of the, the, the pretty muscles, the, the biceps and the calves and, and that sort of thing, but focusing yeah. on that explosiveness. Right. You can get super, super jacked still. Uh, but also, uh, yeah, it's, it's not trying to be incredibly fit in other areas because this is a really specific style of training. Yeah. Um, and it requires a specific, uh, skill set and a specific type of training to get as strong as possible. And you don't need to worry about running long distance ever in competition, right? Right. No, uh, 50, 50 feet is about it. <laughs> That's nice. the, the <laughs> longest distance I have to worry about. Pick up something heavy and move it 50 feet. Yep. <laughs> That's great. Or, or, uh, or pick up a series of, of heavy things along a 50 foot path. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I came on your team as a nutritionist this year. And uh, I wanted to see from your side, uh, how has nutrition specifically helped you in your training, your performance? So the, the nutrition piece, I, I honestly, I didn't think that I was missing it. Um, you know, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. Um, so I had my, my strength coach and programming workouts and I had, uh, my, my sports chiropractor, you know, helping me recover. And honestly, I thought that that was, that was about all I needed. Um, but in visiting with those guys, it was, Hey, you, you need to maintain your size, but cut down on some body fat, you know, maybe reach out to a nutritionist. And that's, that's when I got you involved. And, you know, honestly, just having a, a functioning knowledge of, of nutrition, I thought that I was doing really good and, you know, high protein, low carbs and, and, you know, all the different things that I, I supposedly knew, but uh, bringing on a nutritionist and, and you helped me realize that, hey, you need those carbs. Hey, you, you need to um, hit these protein numbers, but, but in a better way or, you know, make sure you're hitting the, the vegetables or getting the sleep or how, whatever that may look like, whatever, um, you know, project we're working on. But, uh, you know, having a nutritionist involved in my training has really benefited me and you know missing those gaps or hitting those gaps that I was missing as well as uh, some accountability and keeping me on track nice. before if I wanted pizza and beer on Friday it was well I worked out four days this week and I worked out hard I, I earned it and and now my mentality has shifted a bit into how is this going to help me improve how does this help me get my my numbers up how how am, how does this get me closer to my goal of being on a podium somewhere. Nice. Nice. Has the, as nutrition like felt complicated at all, or has it more just been about like consistency and just having some accountability? 
So I thought it was going to be a pain in the butt. Um, I I honestly, in reaching out to to you, I thought that you were going to say, eat this at this time, eat this at this time, and so on and so forth. And that wasn't the case. Um, It was more of an eye-opening of, hey, here's what a a portion size looks like, and here's how many portions you should be eating a day. Um, How I spread that out over my day, that's kind of up to me. You're you're, you're not necessarily dictating that. You still have some input when I ask you specific questions, but, uh, you know, I, I thought that it was going to be, be more of a pain in the butt than it actually was. Um, and just, you really did a, a great job dumbing it down for me and, and making me realize, Hey, you know, kind of, again, my functioning knowledge that I had before, you know, redirecting that and honing that in a little bit more and, you know, sticking to a, a better plan rather than just a plan. Yeah, I love what you said that um, that nutrition was a, a piece that you didn't know you were missing. And like once you started focusing on it a little bit, you experienced some major change. And uh, and then seeing that it's not that complicated, it's not like restrictive. It's not like I'm trying to be your food police, but um, working on nutrition is like there's lots of flexibility in it for whoever a person is or what their goals are. Uh, just But yeah, like you understand like, what portions you need and what a portion is and what are some better food options you can choose. It's up to you to make that fit in your schedule. Absolutely. And, and even so I know things that aren't necessarily beneficial, um, but I still know when I can or can't um, partake, if you will. Um, You know, in in my food log that I I logged with you last week, there's a hot afternoon and I was like, my, my thought was, man, I, really want an ice cream cone. And so I had a, a, a little cheap 99 cent ice cream cone and I put it in there and uh, you reached out to me and said, you know, how was it? How did you feel afterwards? And honestly, I, I felt great. <laughs> um, I didn't feel deprived um, and something that I absolutely needed and wanted and had to have it just, you know, Hey, this sounds good. And, and uh, so I put it in there and, you know, you weren't, you didn't chastise me or anything like that for eating something off of the plan. It was, Hey, you, you realize that that's not necessarily working towards the goal, but you know, you definitely have earned it or it's beneficial for you um, on the mental side of it as well. So you, you've uh, the nutrition aspect hasn't been limiting in that way. Yeah. 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 And I think, I mean, you're learning as well as like so many other people have learned that uh, our outcome or what shape we're in or how well we do and whatever our goals are in life is uh it's more dependent on the sum of all of our choices and behaviors like one 99 cent ice cream cone is not going to wreck your entire diet unless you have it like three times a day for the rest of your life (laughs) so like but i think most people understand that Uh, but like it might help somebody feel like mentally more engaged or feel like, Hey, I'm a normal person. If I can have a 99 cent McDonald's ice cream cone, it's amazing soft served ice cream. I can have that once in a while, you know? Well, and it, it goes along with the entire mental shift of having a nutritionist is, is like I said, you've never told me absolutely. You cannot have that. That's, that's not a conversation that we've ever had. However, like when we're out of town for on a traveling baseball um, for traveling baseball, we'll go to a restaurant and, you know, 
hey, I can, I might want to have a beer. Um, so I'm going to make a better choice on my food option and have a beer rather than before I would have had a a giant burger fries and a couple of beers. So it's really that, that making the conscious decisions to, you know, when, when to allow yourself a, a little leeway and a little flexibility and when to really hone it in. Um, you know, I'm about six weeks out, five weeks out from my next competition and, you know, it's time to start really honing it in and, and getting on board. So getting, getting back on track. So there'll be a, a little bit less of my personal flexibility, but uh, that that's again, my choice, not, not something that somebody's told me to do. So, you know, this is uh, working with you has been definitely eye opening in the sense of, you know, Caleb's not restricting me. It's I have this goal that I'm working towards and these he's given me the steps to get there. My strength coach has given me the steps. Everybody's said, this is how you get there. So now I'm making the choice of getting there or, or not getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. It's been a privilege working with you. And it's been a fun conversation, learning a little bit more about a strongman competition, what it takes um, to be a strongman and what your life is like there. And you'd normally work out like crazy early in the morning before the busy day starts, right? And you have equipment at home. Yep. So uh, I, I was uh, had the benefit of buying a gym that was closing as well as buying some uh, equipment from a foreclosed on gym. And so I did all that right before uh, the coronavirus outbreak and that sort of thing. So really got myself in a good position, not wow. even knowing it. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've been uh, very beneficial that, you know, during all this time, I didn't have to wait for gyms to reopen or anything like that. And um, it allows me to get up at five o'clock in the morning and just go right down to the basement and, and get it done uh, with my schedule between city stuff and work and family stuff. If, uh, if I don't get it done at five o'clock in the morning, then a lot of times it won't get done. And, and uh, again, that just kind of goes on those steps. I know the steps to get to my goal. So I'm going to sacrifice a, an hour of sleep to, to make sure that I get, get my goals done. That's awesome. And it sounds like uh, things are really coming together for you. And it's fun uh, hearing about the process of, of training and nutrition and everything. Um, so what are you looking forward to coming up in strongman competitions or your future training? So uh, really looking forward to my next competition is in September. Um, I have to pull a Peterbilt. Uh, that'll be the first time that I've ever pulled a truck. Um, I've pulled various sleds and different things like that, but uh, never had a truck strapped to my back. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and then uh, got invited to a, a, a competition out in Utah next year in April. Um, and it's eight events over three days and really looking forward to um, how that's going to go and how I can keep my body physically um, up for three days of competition instead of just a day or two and, and see how that goes. So that's uh, my, my next goal. That's awesome, man. Not many people can say they pulled a big Peterbilt. Like that is a semi truck for anyone who doesn't know what that is. That's a huge truck that carries goods across America. <laughs> yep. And, and I'll, I'll be strapped to it. I'll be crazy enough to be strapped to it and try and run with it. <laughs> oh man. How are you going to train for that? Are you going to like, uh, find somebody in town who is driving one or find somebody at a gas station and like, Hey, can I pull that 10 feet? 
<laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to avoid going to the gas stations and just knocking on truck doors, but uh, <laughs> um, you know, it, it just kind of goes back to making sure that you you get that core strength, your your squats, your uh, deadlifts, and that sort of thing, and and get those lifts in line uh, to prepare yourself, and then to train. Um, you know, like I said, I've, I've pulled my truck around several times. Um, I, I can damn near sprint with uh, my, my F-150 strapped to my back. So uh, that, that's good training. And then uh, Dr. Doc Keating actually has a deuce and a half out at their farm, and he's invited me to come out and pull the, their old military truck around. So I think we're going to go give that a go here soon. Nice. Man, awesome. Well, hey, thanks for your time today. This was awesome. Um, getting to hear from you about how your training is going about how nutrition has impacted your training, um, and your performance. So thanks for your time today, man. This was awesome. Yep. I really appreciate it, Caleb. Thank you for everything that you do for me. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in today and we'll catch you on the next one.